This is Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie at CatholicFoodie.com, and you're listening to episode 155 of the Catholic Foodie, Blood Orange Vodka Martinis for Sunday Supper. Welcome, folks, to the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. I'm your host, Jeff Young, and today we're talking about martinis. Oh, my goodness, martinis for Sunday Supper. What is that all about? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you know, we are still right smack dab in the middle of Mardi Gras, right? Carnival season, Mardi Gras is just a few days away. And uh, we're talking about martinis for Sunday supper. What, what, what's going on here? Well, <laughs> you know, for the rest of the world, uh, life moves on. We are in Mardi Gras, but, uh, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up. And we're going to talk about that right here at the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. That's right. I was really tickled when uh, the theme was announced for this week's Sunday Supper. You know, we, we with Sunday Supper, they, they tend to, to try to bring in a theme each week for, you know, something that's going on in the world, like, you know, Super Bowl as an example, or New Year's Eve, or Christmas, or Thanksgiving, whatever it may be, just, you know, some kind of big deal. Well, this week, it's Valentine's Day, and I'm, I'm thinking, wait a second, <laughs> Uh, that's on Thursday, but, you know, we got like, you know, Mardi Gras on Tuesday, and we have, uh, you know, Ash Wednesday on Wednesday. I mean, what 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 gives? What's going on here? Well, the truth is, it's kind of hard to come up with recipes for Ash Wednesday. Since that is a day of fasting and abstinence. <laughs> since that is a day of fasting and abstinence. Um, and, well, you know, the rest of the world doesn't really live here in New Orleans like I do, so Mardi Gras is probably not as big of a deal for them as it is for me. <laughs> so we're doing Thanks—not uh, Thanksgiving. I'm, I'm, now I'm thinking of all these different uh, holidays. We're doing Valentine's Day today uh, for Sunday supper, not Mardi Gras. Even though, uh, truth be told, as I am recording this, or as you're listening to this, I am probably uh, in New Orleans on the parade route for Toth and Bacchus. <laughs> but that's okay. That's all right. Uh, happy Valentine's Day to you anyway. So uh, what are we doing here? You know, vodka martinis. Why am I going to do a vodka martini for Sunday supper? Well, you know, I mean, you can certainly have that for supper on Sundays. I, I would certainly hope that you um, have some food along with it, but uh, <laughs> when we do Sunday supper, you know, we also, a lot of times, we'll have different courses, different, um, you know, salads, soups, uh, main courses, uh, desserts. I mean, people can, uh, when they when they contribute a recipe, they can pick what kind of recipe they want to submit. And so from time to time, we also have cocktails and uh, I figured, you know, it's Valentine's Day we're talking about. Valentine's Day, you know, romance and all that kind of stuff. And I thought, hey, what, what, what can I contribute? I can contribute this delightful cocktail that is so uh, delicious. And, and it's also very romantic. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the pictures yet, but uh, I do have some pictures over at CatholicFoodie.com. You can go check those out. But th blood oranges, I mean, come on now. There's something about blood oranges. I mean, it's like they're, they're kind of romantic. They're, they're red. You know, red is like the kind of like a heart, right? 
And I guess you could say blood oranges almost seem dangerous because they're like the color of blood. That's kind of, ooh, crazy. You know, I remember the first time I saw and ate a blood orange. It was in Milan, Italy, 1993. I went to uh, visit my wife, though at the time she was not my wife. (laughs) She was only my friend, my best friend, though, and she was living in Italy for a year on a business internship. This is 1993. I traveled to see her and spent three weeks running all across northern Italy with her, and uh, I almost got thrown out of a hotel, actually, for making flaming Dr. Peppers, but uh, that's another story for another time. (laughs) When she first showed me a blood orange, um, I think I was, you know, kind of incredulous, like, what is this, you know? I thought, you know, this can't be real. I've never seen this before in my life. Then I tasted it. Whoa. (laughs) It was sweet and dark, like blood, and delicious. I wanted more, and I got more. I ate so many blood oranges those three weeks in Italy that uh, I thought I was going to turn into a blood orange. I I did not, though. Thank goodness I did not. Uh, Nor did I find any blood oranges once I returned home to the States. You know, sometimes life can be cruel that way. But I'm happy to say that I have found many blood oranges the last few years right here in Louisiana. I guess they are in vogue now or something. I don't know. Uh, But not only do we love to eat blood oranges, but I have found that they make an excellent and romantic martini. So I guess the question really is, what makes a martini a martini? Have you ever thought about that? Well, you know, traditionally, the martini is a cocktail made with gin and vermouth and garnished with an olive or lemon twist. Vermouth is a fortified wine flavored with botanicals. Uh, It was very popular at the turn of the 20th century, and the cocktail has gone through numerous mutations over the years. As a matter of fact, the blood orange vodka martini recipe that I'm going to share with you today is not, in the strict sense, a martini at all. It is so named solely because of the glass in which it is served, a martini glass. (laughs) You know, since its creation, many variations of the martini have come into being. Here are just a few common variations of the martini, a dry martini, which uses less dry vermouth than usual. A wet martini uses more. A perfect martini uses both the wet and dry vermouths. And uh, a dirty martini includes a splash of olive brine. And then a vodka martini, of course, uses vodka instead of gin. Now, James Bond always preferred his martinis shaken, not stirred, Somerset Maugham believed that a martini should always be stirred, not shaken, so that the molecules lie sinuously on top of one another, he said. In the end, I think the perfect martini is the one prepared the way that the consumer likes best. And for us, at this time of the year, a blood orange vodka martini will do the trick. I'd like the chef's salad, please, with the oil and vinegar on the side and the apple pie a la mode. Chef and apple a la mode. But I'd like the pie heated, and I don't want the ice cream on top. I want it on the side, and I'd like strawberry instead of vanilla if you have it. If not, then no ice cream, just whipped cream, but only if it's real. If it's out of a can, then nothing. Not even the pie? No, just the pie, but then not heated. Uh-huh. I'll have what she's having. 
So it's Valentine's Day, right? Valentine's Day is coming up. It's on Thursday, the day after Ash Wednesday. We're talking St. Valentine here. You know, there are lots of legends surrounding St. Valentine, and we may never really know which ones are true until we reach eternity, that is. But in a way, it really doesn't matter which ones are true. When it comes to love, we already have been shown what it is all about. Jesus of Nazareth, the son of a carpenter and humble wife, has shown the world what love is. Love is to lay down your life for others. That is certainly not the definition of love that the world gives, but ultimately it is the best definition. Life is bigger than me. Love is bigger than me. And the way that I am to show love is to lay down my life for the good of others. That's what Jesus did. That's what the saints do. That's what I'm called to do. But it ain't easy, folks. (laughs) That is not easy at all, is it? You know, love and romance are two totally different things, totally different things. And love is by far the better. However, I once heard a wise old priest say that if it wasn't for romance, nobody would get married. If we saw only the reality of marriage without the help of a little romance, then nobody in their right mind would opt for it, right? Just in case I'm not making myself clear here, let me say it plainly. Let me say it plainly right here. Marriage is hard. (laughs) It's not easy. It's good. It's holy. It's a huge blessing, but it's hard. And because of that, we need a little romance. And I have to admit, folks, I mean, this is almost, this is terrible. It shows you the kind of media consumption kind of person I have been most of my life. Uh, Whenever I think of romance, (laughs) this is embarrassing. Oh, my goodness, this is embarrassing. I cannot help but think of the movie Romancing the Stone. (laughs) Remember that movie, Romancing the Stone, 1984, Michael Douglas, Kathleen Turner, Danny DeVito, Zach Norman. Kind of cheesy, I know, but I was 14 when it came out, so it is now forever etched in my brain. I can't hear the word romance without thinking of Romancing the Stone. <laughs> so here's what I've done. I've made a, a mental bridge of sorts. I've come to understand that I need romance in my life because my heart of stone must be softened. And romance is the perfect softener. So for this Valentine's Day, which unfairly comes around this year during Lent, I'm going to make these romantic blood orange martinis for me and my beautiful bride. They're red, romantic, and deliciously righteous. Cheers. So what goes in these blood orange vodka martinis? Well, you need two ounces. This is for one, right? Just for one. Two ounces of quality vodka. You got to have quality vodka, right? Ingredients. The quality of your ingredients determines the quality of the product. And uh, you've got to have good stuff, right? So two ounces of quality vodka, one blood orange squeezed, one to two tablespoons of simple syrup if needed, and I'll tell you in a moment how to do that. Uh, You need ice and lime wedges because we are going to garnish these martinis with lime 
that red green kind of a uh, color uh, uh, scenario is really really nice. All right, so what do you do? Well, for a simple syrup, you know, simple syrup is nothing more than sugar, sugar water, really sugar that has been uh, diluted or uh, dissolved in in water. So what you want to do is this: if the, if the the oranges that you have might end up being a little more tart than you like, then this is what you do. You just make a little, a small little batch of simple syrup, which is super simple to make, by the way. You just add equal parts of sugar and water in a small saucepan, and um, you know, like like a quarter cup of each of water and sugar would be plenty to last you for a while. Uh, and you heat that over medium heat. Just stir it until the sugar dissolves completely. Remove from heat. Let it cool. You have to let it cool first, and then you add one or two tablespoons to your martini to make it just right. And then for the martini itself, you're going to measure out your vodka, pour it into a mixing glass. The way I, you know, what I have, I have a bar set up, so I've got a mixing glass, I've got a shaker, and so I'll pour my my uh, my vodka into the mixing glass. Then I want to add four to five ounce, ounces of the, uh, the the freshly squeezed juice from the blood oranges. Uh, add ice to the shaker. And then shake to incorporate. That's it. It's very, very simple. Pour the martini or pour the, 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 the beverage, the cocktail here, into a martini glass, if you have it. Garnish with a wedge of lime. Serve and enjoy. That's it. This is not a complicated thing because, you know, martinis typically are just vodka. I mean, I'm sorry, gin. Gin with, what, vermouth. But we're talking about a blood orange vodka martini it's not a martini in the traditional sense. It's only a martini because we're serving it in a martini glass. So there you have it, folks. Very simple. Very simple. For Valentine's Day, a blood orange vodka martini for Sunday supper. Now, you could technically have only that for Sunday supper. But, you know, I mean, I probably wouldn't advise it. Okay, instead... You can have the martinis as an appetizer and then check out all the great recipes that my friends are posting this week. We've got some good ones, too. Let's see. We have some, uh, actually, we got some breakfasts. We have apps, uh, appetizers, and we have main dishes. You know, you've got, uh, oh, my goodness, there's just so many good things here. We've got, uh, oh, we got fried heart pizza. We got bacon, uh, bacon double cheeseburger bites from In the Kitchen with KP. you find a link over at uh, catholicfoodie.com for that. Cheese stuffed cannelloni, asparagus, clam, and bay shrimp pasta. We've got Indian shrimp pulao. Uh, we've got ranch bacon and cheese crisps. We've got red velvet pancakes with cream cheese frosting. That would be, a, am assuming, a, um, uh, a breakfast. We have spicy red cabbage quiche. Oh, my goodness. Now, wait, wait, wait until you see this. Holy smokes. These, these are uh, desserts. <laughs> and the, the, the list is long, folks. I got to tell you, the list is long. We got banana bourbon blondies, banana cream Napoleon, cherry pie hearts. We got chocolate um, bread pudding, chocolate chip banana cake with Bailey's banana cream sauce. Holy smoke. Wow. Chocolate covered bacon. Now that, that. <laughs> I like that. That would be a great dessert. Uh, something simple like a chocolate mousse, chocolate truffles. Uh, we've got chocolate uh, sugar, no, chocolate velvet ice cream. Wow, with cherry sauce. Cinnamon sugar tortillas. Oh, we have something gluten-free here. We have gluten-free chocolate almond cloudless cake. 
deliciously baked and festively glazed mini donuts. Wow. Maple date bars, Meyer lemon uh, marmalade. Uh, let's see. Molten chocolate lava cake. Lots of chocolate, folks. Lots of chocolate. Lots of red velvet, too. Goodness gracious. We got red velvet cheesecake brownies, red velvet French macaroons. Uh, we got red velvet fudge. Uh, red velvet ice cream sandwiches, red velvet sandwich cookies, red velvet sugar cookie bars, red wine cupcakes with mascarpone frosting. Wow, man, tres leches. Oh, I love that. Tres leches, tea cakes with honey, riceling soaked fruit from, oh, wow, from neighborhood. No, neighbor food, neighbor food. That's awesome. Links, links to all this stuff, folks, all these recipes. CatholicFoodie.com, the uh, show notes for this episode right here, the Blood Orange Vodka Martinis for Sunday Supper episode. And boy, I'm telling you what, in addition to my vodka martinis, you also have bloody raspberry cocktail and a strawberry gin fizz uh, cocktail to choose from. So again, you can find all that at CatholicFoodie.com. And we'll be back in just a moment. Here's a way you can be creative on a daily basis. Well, how else in your life can you actually create new things every day? And you have to eat. This mm -hmm. is the thing we all agree on. If you're going to eat three times a day to the day that you die, why not be good at it? Indeed, why not, Jimmy Oliver? Indeed, why not? That's a good question. Well, folks, we've come to an end of another episode. I thank you so much for being here with me. It's been a lot of fun. I hope you have a wonderful Mardi Gras, a wonderful Ash Wednesday as we turn to a more serious uh, uh, demeanor of prayer and, uh, and sacrifice and real, realizing the importance of, of, of prayer and, and our relationship with God during the Lenten season. And also as we celebrate with our uh, our um, wives or well, how do I say this? Because, you know, you may be listening to me and you may be female. So um, <laughs> our significant other, our spouse, our boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it may be, right, as we celebrate uh, Valentine's Day on Thursday. And uh, I think, I think you know, today is Sunday, but I think I've got some more good stuff coming your way in the next few days because we have a lot going on. I mean, with Mardi Gras, you know, I do have a post over at catholicfoodie.com where I am updating highlights uh, to the Mardi Gras parades that we have been going to. And uh, it's video, video clips there, and you can go check that out at catholicfoodie.com. And then on Wednesday is a big, big day because we have Ash Wednesday. I've got some stuff to share with you on Wednesday. And then even on Friday of next week, I know I've got some good stuff coming your way too. So please do go to catholicfoodie.com. You know, you can also sign up for the email list. We do have, um, I do send out emails on a regular basis, recipes, um, just just kind of like a, I don't know, encouragement to get in the kitchen, encouragement to cook, also just inspiring uh, articles on the Catholic faith and food. You can sign up to be on that list for free, by the way, for free, over at catholicfoodie.com. So uh, I hope that you have enjoyed your, your time with me today. I have enjoyed it. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, I can't wait to see you in just a day or two, because goodness gracious, we got lots of stuff going on here. Lundi Gras, Mardi Gras. I mean, it's, you know, it's a busy week. 
Ash Wednesday, Valentine's Day. Oh my goodness! So anyway, I hope that you have a a uh, a, a restful evening tonight as you uh, embark on this very very busy week. And uh, until next time, bon appétit.